April 16th, 2020. Things are looking better in the United States as epicenters like New York City see a decline in COVID cases, but experts say we haven't reached the peak yet. Government aid checks have started coming this week, helping the millions of people who have lost their jobs due to the coronavirus. Small businesses that have shut down temporarily due to stay-at-home orders are able to apply for low-interest loans through the Paycheck Protection Program. States such as California have started planning for reopening, but until we have flattened the curve and get more widespread testing, life as normal seems impossible anytime soon. 632,656 COVID cases in the United States, 28,160 COVID deaths. This is how we walk on the moon. This is how we walk on the moon. Hi, I'm Eric Love. Welcome to Portraits of the Pandemic, Week 4. How are you? A stay-at-home warning. All non-essential stores closing. People losing their jobs. Our world is falling apart. I feel as if I'm seeing life through a flame. It's blurry and hot, and nobody can see beyond this point. It's really scary seeing just a ball of fire, and we don't know how to douse it. And the smoke that this flame creates makes us all wear masks. I hope that there are still people who have amazing vision and can see past this. If the arc of quarantine started at the end of March when school closed and ends on May 4th when it's scheduled to reopen, we are just now hitting the summit. We have reached the peak, both chronologically and psychologically. I heard a podcast refer to this time as the weirds. The weirds implies that it's a very strange and unprecedented time. More importantly, it implies that it won't last forever. That glimmer of hope keeps me going. I am feeling wonderful. In fact, the best I've felt in a long time. My family's fostering a dog named Maisie who makes my day every day. Whenever I'm feeling down, bored, or any unhappy feeling, I take Maisie on a long walk and reunite with nature. I thoroughly enjoyed Easter and ate way too much candy. I made a mistake, and my family is resetting our clock to 14 days. While statistics show the likelihood of us getting coronavirus from my blunder is low, I feel ashamed, embarrassed, and angry at myself for being so stupid. I had my school canceled today, and the past week hasn't been a vibe. Crying isn't fun when there's nobody to cry on. I feel like I'm at the bottom of a pool of water, and I'm swimming up to the surface, but every time I get close to the top, more water gets poured into the pool. understand that feeling, Ella. Each time something gets resolved, it seems like there's another challenge right around the corner. 
What are you most worried about right now? Panic fills my heart as the possibility of a death in my family seems more real than ever. Is it selfish to keep this fear in such a small circle? What about my friends and their families? What about people across the world already experiencing death? I am only now realizing the magnitude of an international pandemic. My main concern is that my dad or stepdad might get coronavirus. My dad is the chief of police, so his job is essential. My stepdad is building a hotel to be used as a makeshift hospital. Knowing that some of my family members are out there surrounded by people every day is nerve-wracking. I am scared about death. My grandparents are some of my best friends, and if they get this virus, it would probably be fatal. I can't even imagine a world without them. I have a friend who lost her mother to cancer right as the quarantine was starting. I worry about her going through this without being able to see her friends or most of her family. I FaceTime her often, but I can't really tell how she is doing through the camera, and I feel like I can't help her from so far away. An old woman got really close to me and we had a brief conversation. I was uncomfortable. Last Thursday, I saw a man and a woman picking up trash. When they stepped foot in our yard, I panicked. When I saw a girl playing at Clifford's Park, I didn't even consider entering the playground. The coronavirus has led me to be afraid of people. My biggest fear is that we might have to stay inside for years. I'm so scared that things will never truly go back to normal. I crave adventure and hugs and beautiful crowded places. The places where I felt the most joy will have become unwelcome spaces, still shimmering from Lysol residue and bleach. Will we always have to live in fear of this virus and never see anybody again? I hate feeling like I'm going to be paranoid for the rest of my life. I worry that this won't end in May like most people think it will. I can't help but feel as if this whole thing will last a lot longer than we are expecting. If we as a population are doing everything right, this shouldn't end soon. The only way we as a nation can avoid a shocking death toll is through patience. I think about that as I wonder if my school will reopen. Will I be one of the first cases of the pandemic second wave? I'd rather be isolated than in the ICU. Here are some stories from the week. I found out recently that because of the impact of COVID-19, my family cannot support me going to college this fall. My entire senior year has been centered around getting accepted into a musical theater program to prepare me for my career. As you can imagine, this has been a huge blow to me. While some may embrace quarantine as a moment to reflect, spend time with loved ones, bake sourdough, 
and binge Netflix, I keep thinking about LGBTQ kids in unaccepting homes. For them, home is not home as you may know it. Comforting, reassuring, self-suffocating parts of your identity is hard enough, but to go months on end without a breath of fresh air is draining. I'm lucky to be loved as I am in my house. I just wish that were the case for everyone. Now that the news has spread that we've begun flattening the curve, I'm starting to see people my age out and about with their friends. No masks, definitely not six feet apart. I feel like shouting out my car window, you are killing people, but think better of it. No one gets to make exceptions right now. Making an exception for yourself is spitting in the face of the 80-year-old woman down the street who used to visit her husband in hospice every day, or the tens of thousands of healthcare workers that are now putting their lives on the line for the sick. It's a bitter insult to the lives of your community members. I sit and help my mom sanitize the groceries. Her Clorox wipe sweeps back and forth across the plastic and cardboard. I copy her movements. Left, right, left, right. A constant pattern. But then I think, did I touch this box before I sanitized it, making my hand dirty, making it possibly infectious? I feel like I need a PhD in germ spreading. What if I'm the reason my family gets coronavirus? What if I wasn't careful enough? We're all doing things we've never done before and saying things we never would have said before. What is the craziest sentence that you've heard this week? My mom said, Hey, Hugh, do you want to go to the grocery store with me? And that isn't the crazy part. The crazy part is when I responded, Yes, please get me out of this hell hole. Make sure you wear a mask. I have a new one in my car if you want. Save the toilet paper! You're not leaving the house this week, right? Just leave the mail outside for the night. I'm going to go golf in the shed. Eli, wake up. You have class in five minutes. It's not safe for your brother to come into the house yet. Does quarantine take Easter off? I wish I could hug you, but I don't want to kill you. I haven't worn underwear in six days. I was tormenting Siri and trying to provoke her. This is how bored I was. And I told her, Siri, I love you. Siri responded, I'm a big fan of yours too, and I want you to be happy and healthy. So if you're feeling concerned about your health, try saying, how do I know if I have coronavirus? I cannot believe Siri said that. Actually, I sort of can. Which is even crazier. To try to get another perspective on this crazy world we're living in, let's try writing a pandemic poem. It's not the same to look through a screen at the world, 
to see and hear but not really experience, to connect but not really touch. This small, glitchy screen cannot do justice to a family member's loving smile, a friend's humorous joke, or an instructor's expertise. It's not the same to look at the world in your hand, because when the screen goes black, you are still alone. This is a boring time. This is a boring poem. It has a boring theme. You could write a poem. You could write a poem less boring than this one. Any poem is probably less boring than this one. The world is boring. The world is shut down. The world is scared. The world is scary. The world is dangerous. This is a dangerous time. This may be a boring poem, but being boring may be entirely necessary. Be boring and help out the world. Or write an unboring poem. It must be a boring time. This is a boring time. In the corner, there's a clock. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Steady as a solid rock. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Stuck at home with this clock. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Time is slowing to a walk. Tick, tock, tick, tock. Nothing to do, no one to talk. Tick, talk, tick, talk. Time now starts to rudely mock. Tick, talk. Boredom stretches, time stops tick I hesitate to roll over and snooze my alarm because I know another 10 minutes won't give me any more motivation I hesitate to open my blinds and let the sun in as a reminder of the outside world I hesitate to put on clothes that no one else is going to see. I hesitate to sink into this lonely life I haven't chosen for myself. I hesitate to forget the happiness that once was. Prickly sickness, thick and viscous. Sneeze and breathe this ficklest ickiness. His sticky lips kiss, tricking and snickering, pricking pores and things for sticking in. Lights the wick, 
so he can lick, flick, and tickle, quickly sickening your city, carrying his nickeled sickle. Your nose trickles when you giggle, your spittle flits when you chitter. He bitterly bites the brats and the brittle, rattles their bones and makes them flitter. Yes, he'll make you shiver, that sickly, pesky, witty critter. Portraits of the Pandemic is a Northern Stage production. For more information and to meet the cast, visit us at northernstage.org. See you next week.